0: That's ChumbaCasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. Void. prohibited by law. See terms and conditions.
0: 18 plus. Love Talk Radio. Hey, everybody. Kaylin Patterson, Midwest Muscle P4P Real Talk. In your earlobe, in your ear, in your head, wherever I need to be to reach out to you to learn better and uh, more challenging ways to be healthy and fit. And uh, Dez won't be joining us tonight, but she will be sorely missed but I do have some fine guests on tonight. Uh, Martel, who you're familiar with, and E.W. Peterson, who's uh, going to be talking from the the military mental aspect of uh, what we're going to be talking about. But it's an interesting show, and I hope you uh, can keep up and understand why this is so important right now, because uh, we are truly in need of a a mental break before we have a mental breakdown. And I'm just... uh, very concerned with uh, way and direction where we've been taking what should be topics that should be very near and dear to our hearts and minds simply because we have family, friends, and members that we know and are close to that are no longer here. And for the simple fact of basically either poor health, uh, poor health options or, you know, all of the above. So, Without further ado, I'm going to introduce Mark. Mark, introduce yourself and then uh, bring on uh, EW and we'll get this show started. Yeah, thank you very much, KP. Um, So
2: I'm Mark, a practicing lifestyle coach, epigenetics, uh, nutrition and everything else and um, have several sporting clients as well as uh, clients in palliative care, age care, throughout the whole of uh, general health as well. So it's a great pleasure to be able to... Sharing such
1: a subject. Yeah. Thank you very much, Kaylin. My name is uh, Ew Eric Peterson. I am here as the founder and president of a nonprofit organization called Project Headspace and Timing, uh, which is a five hundred one c three that I started a few years ago um, to connect veterans with resources, veterans with their communities, and and some veterans with themselves. I started this organization after a man that I was a medic to. I decided to end his life very casually, as it would seem on a thursday morning and um, it put me into a very tough place because, like all the cliches say, I did not expect it. He was the last person I thought that ever would, and after that it caused a chain of events that made me realize that I needed to start an organization to reach out to all my brothers and sisters to connect them with the resources that were out there. So I'm very, very thankful to be here, and, and thank you again for having me, Kayla.
0: Well, it's a true honor and a definite pleasure to have both of you guys on, since I know that both of you are very, very passionate about well, well-being and mental understanding of their minds, bodies, and souls. It's not an easy topic when, you, when people that should be opening up to you are afraid to do so out of fear of interacting or seeming weak or not part of the norm or the understanding that this is somehow a challenging part of their lives. It's almost like they're afraid to reach out simply because of the, uh, the understanding that they might be seen as weak or somehow different. And that, and that comes with the pandemic even more so because no one wants to even cough in public anymore because they're afraid how they'll be viewed or, or, or seen. And it's just amazing to me that because of that reluctance that people aren't getting the, the care or the true concern or, or necessary, necessary resources that have this happen. And um, I, I'm just amazed, I mean, honestly, amazed that we're picking sides when nobody's picking humanity. That, that, that's, that's frightening to me, that we're stepping into that arena with an ideology that somehow one of the sides is more right than wrong. If it's not dealing with true health and true, true uh, wellness and, and, and basically some kind of fit mind, body, and soul, then what are, which side are we really picking if it's not the side of life? So, Mark, with, with uh, the, the fitness industry, I'm sure people are, are more concerned uh, than they have been in the past, and I'm sure mainstream society is following suit with those concerns because it, it's almost like we're jumping the gun, honestly, with how we're taking the precedent because I haven't seen one mandate for an option of better health being the driving force in bringing this uh, this to to some kind of head or, or fruition where we can actually have a, a starting point or, or a foundation that can actually be successful. It seems like we're running off of fear instead of actual fact. What do you think about that?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it, I think everybody who's walking breathing at the moment is being exposed to this and everybody has their own story everybody especially has Mm -hmm. their own feelings um we're subject to a lot of media releases a lot of info um we can find a couple of cases and they get blown up like it's everybody's suffering from it it's that case of Mm -hmm. information but the one thing that's, that's crucial behind this is because, we've for instance, we've just had another virus come to us, um, uh, uh, another chain, and it will take the medical professional community some time to work this out, okay? Mm-hmm. So at the moment, there would be every precautions, there would be fear, there'll be this, that, and the other. But what doesn't change and what should be the main focus is our ability to talk between friends in public, amongst ourselves, just in a way of this is how I'm feeling. Yeah, well, I felt that way too and I decided to do this. So we're not judging each other. We're just enabling discussions as human beings to be conducted to support and help. Unfortunately, due to mandates, um, as a result of it, if you follow the mandate, um, and you've done something like uh, had the vaccination, you don't really want to know that you've done the wrong thing. Likewise, somebody who doesn't want to get vaccinated, um, they don't want to be criticised by everybody because they've either been forced to have the vaccination or believe in the vaccination. So our ability to just be human with each other, to show humanity, to help each other out, um, I don't think there's ever been a time since like war times where you're you're there with your friend and your colleague under distress and you just support each other and I think you know it's uh, it's a major thing just to allow people to talk and express ask questions without the feeling of I'm going to be judged here I'm going to be supported which is very different to being judged. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, you touched on something that uh, is, is near and dear to me. It, it, it's like but when you talk about the military and brothers in arms, there is an understanding that you do have someone that's going to have your back or should. And what what that does, like you said, is it takes a lot of that stress off. Even though you're in a very stressful environment and situation, it puts you in a place that's doable. And when we talk about the foundation, so, Eric, you know, I, I know you, you've shared those same sentiments and understanding of basically, you know, come hell or high water, I know somebody's got my back. And without that, mm-hmm. there is a very grave and great mental strain that's happening. A lot of times when uh, our, our military brothers and sisters are getting out, this is what happens because the foundation seems to be have, have been ripped from them. So when you have this, fight-or-flight situation that never shuts down. Eric, you've seen it firsthand. Like you said, you've had to deal with it firsthand. What's a good way for humanity to get back to being humane?
1: Wow. That's a fairly – that's a pretty – deep question. It's a very heavy question. I think that there's a lot of layers to that because Mm -hmm. first and foremost, in in my opinion, when you look at, for example, the things that are going on today in society, I fully believe that initially at its foundation, no one wishes any harm to come to anyone else. Nobody wants anyone Mm -hmm. else to suffer, but what you think may be right that could cause that suffering has created this weird angst, anger, frustration that has now turned people against one another, whether that, and, and I would imagine that that's also in part due to all the frustration, anxiety, depression that the past two years in this pandemic has really brought out. Because if you were to go around to any, any uh, police department or hospital and ask them about the amount Uh, of cases of depression, anxiety, domestic abuse, all of these terrible things that have started to come up now when we have so much more isolation, I think it's fairly obvious to see that we're social creatures and one of the other underlying causes, I think to some of this is, is social media had kind of perpetuated this idea that so many of us need to project out this very positive lifestyle uh, which is very good in some respects, but then in, in, in others, it's almost creating this atmosphere where it's like, it's so hard to have that real conversation. It's so much easier for me to go online and leave a bad review for a business than it is for me to go to that manager or owner of that business and say, Hey, you know, this is what happened to me. I wasn't sure why I just had some questions and I didn't know if that was the right way to handle it. So I feel like almost we, we need to get back to just being able to just talk to one another, to have those, those genuine conversations. Because as I've talked to you about, Kaylin uh, time and time again, I don't like having disingenuous conversations because that's a true waste of time. You know, I I would much mm-hmm. rather know how you're really doing. And if you're not doing well and you're my friend, that, which means that I love you, Well, then let's talk about what's going on with you so we can figure out some steps to get out of it together. Because I I believe that if we all work together on this kind of stuff, it's going to be a lot easier for us to get out of it as opposed to us each seeking our own individual success as far as as mental health is concerned. So, I mean, I very, like I said, very hard question to answer, but I think that it comes down to remembering who we really are, like, when Hurricane Harvey hit not too long ago, that was hundreds, I know, I'm bad with geography, maybe thousands of miles away. And up here in mm-hmm. Kankakee, Illinois, we're sending bass boats and semi-trucks full of stuff to Texas because they're Americans, they're people, and they need help. And that's what we do. And that's the America mm-hmm. that I love, the America that I'm proud of. And I just hope that we get to see that again. You know, but it all starts with having those those real conversations with one another. I think, no doubt, Mark. Do you have
0: anything to add to that? Yeah, uh,
2: it's about communication and openness. I mean, we even ask our governments and our health authorities to just stay open. Yes, manda- um, they've mandated a lot of things. You can see some benefit in those, such as. Uh, 1.5 metres and masks and those type of things, but just be open and be able to move and react and, and, to, and to communicate as things become a little bit more clearer. Um, this segregation issue, we have a big thing here in, in Australia. We have a federal government. We have state governments, so it's quite a complex thing. And in Queensland here, in a week's time, they want to... St- mandate that no one can go to a gym or to uh, hospitality if they haven't been vaccinated. I mean, I just think that, I'm getting political here, but I think that that, that segregation and even that thought is utterly uh, outrageous. Um, anything that we do is for us to uh, overcome or recover. That's where That's where mm-hmm. support comes in. We're all going to be faced with things that happen in life it's evaluation of how you are going into that and how you and how you need support in coming out of it. To just blanketly uh, be ridiculous to say that if you're vaccinated, you could go in. You could go in there with the virus, carrying the virus. The difference between the potential to obtain is no different between the vaccinated and the unvaccinated to, to carry such things. So I just think we need to really step back and look at you know, really what are our decisions? What is it we're communicating with people? Because this then just creates a you and me type of mentality, which is surely not what is positive as an outcome. We have to look at, you know, getting over these things and learning from these things together and collectively without trying to, you know, mandate divides between people, especially when you've said, you know, your push has been for X amount of vaccinations and X amount of criticism to non-vaccinated people. You get to the threshold where you say we need to be, you go over that threshold and then you put another mandate in place. Um, it's just we need balance in our lives. We all do. And uh, we've just got to be careful and mindful to be open minded at the physical effect on people uh, and what our decisions Either personally or community-wise, uh, do affect on people. Yes,
0: and, when, and one of the things when you talk about the mental aspect of it is that it it filtered down between us and them. And I, and, I'm, and I'm 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 always asked as a kid when I was a teenager, well, who is them? Who who are they? Mm-hmm. And when we're not we we because we can see it as someone else. We never see it as our neighbor. We never see it as the family member. We never see it as a close and, and, and precious loved one. We're, we're always trying to see it as someone else. And, and I think uh, Eric had touched on that, E.W., when he was talking about how social media has become the platform of misinformation and, and this disingenuous information, basically to get the lights and the, the, the support and the favorability that really isn't, isn't substantiated with what's really going on in, in, in a nation, in a town, or even a village. And I, I, like I said, I'm, I'm amazed that we're actually taking upon ourselves the very identity of people and, and, and basically subjects that we're not familiar with. I mean, like, I can't talk really about a golf game because I've never really fully engaged myself in golf. But yet you put mm-hmm. me on social media and I sound like Tiger Woods. And it, it just doesn't mm-hmm. make sense that we're, we're throwing that kind of identity out there when it's not truly or fully us. So, you know, when, when we talk about health, I can tell you about health and I can tell you the benefits of it, even during a time like this. And, you know, when, when, when you're basically leaving out the health side of it, all we're hearing is the bad news and that's frightening in itself. It's like, it's almost like we're, we're, we're pressing ourselves to get out the worst, best bad news, and and, and without mm. the identity of understanding that we have a healthier side of this, and there is a light at the end of the tunnel, and there is an understanding that, you know, people can be healthier, and there is an understanding that we can still be neighbors, and there is an understanding that we can still be coworkers. We're losing our humanity because of fear, and and fear should not be the driving source or, 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 or the basically the stabilizing foundation because it's always going to be unstabilized and unfounded because there's so much that leaks in and, and creeps in. So when we we talk about health, I'm just more amazed that when we're watching these news outlets, if you are, or if you're basically dedicating your whole day to finding out the next worst thing, when does it take its toll on our minds? I mean, Eric, I'm sure you, you, you're you seeing more stress when, when you're dealing with the b- veterans and the broken mentally uh, understanding of of what's going on, how do you engage to de-escalate? Because we're not holding ourselves personally accountable anymore for what we should be doing. We're basically understanding that this is the narrative, and let's run with that. I'm not willing to run with this narrative because I know there's there's two sides to every story, and we can't have misinformation being both sides. So how do we de-escalate? I'm, I'm going to go with Eric first, and then we'll go with Mark. How do we de-escalate personally when we're engaging with our brothers and sisters and our fellow brothers and sisters in us?
1: Eric? Yeah, so another great question. I think that it almost requires all of us to take a personal inventory of all of the things that are happening within our own lives that are causing us to feel all of these different ways, whether it's you're behind on bills now, or you're, you're uh, having issues with your family because of this isolation, or you're not able to go to the gym, and that was your one stress relief. You know, we have to, we have to try to identify all of these things that, are causing, our, that are, are causing ourselves to have all these issues, and then try to identify that kind of stuff first. And then it starts small, it's small it starts within your circle. Uh, I I don't think any of us think that when it comes to, uh, like you said, revitalizing the humanity of our society, that's not going to be a top-down type of thing. We don't expect our government, I don't think any of us expect any government to be able to lead the way in that. That's a bottom-up situation. It requires all of Mm -hmm. us down here doing all the work to remind each other, hey, are you good? Let's go get a coffee. Let's go talk. What's going on with you? And picking each other up, and the only way I really know how to describe that from my perspective was September 12th of 2001 when I was only a child, but I walked outside, and for the first time I really felt like I was part of something because everybody looked at everyone else like, hey, today we're family, and that was a different Mm -hmm. feeling that no. No government, no authoritarian anything can give you. That's something we have to give each other. We are the ones that have to carry that weight. Unfortunately, uh, the strongest ones, in my opinion, have to be the ones that are the beacons to let other people know it's okay to not be okay, but we have to stick together. We have to work together. And then slowly but surely, we expand that network. Other people that are out there that feel the same way, but they're just a little too nervous or too afraid or whatever to be a part of something. They see somebody like you or me or or anyone out there that's starting to try to change that narrative, and they want to get involved too. And then they reach out to you and say, hey, I appreciate what you're doing. I was having a bad day. I listened to this podcast, and it really helped me out of a tough spot. Can I do something to work with you? And that's how we grow that network, and I think that's how eventually we, we hopefully successfully change that narrative. It's, it's a
2: facet in everybody's life um, it's that we've got ears for we we've got a ratio of two ears and one mouth I think sometimes we have to create the comfort for someone to just express how they're feeling and to listen to it not to prejudge it to listen to it
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, and to have that feeling that two human beings or even more can share with each other um, that this is what this person's expressing, whether it's the norm or not the normal, whether they're being silly as a perception, to not have that perception, to just listen to people and to make non-threatening environments where we can engage in that manner. Um, you can be the best doctor on earth. You've got to really know what the person is suffering from. You've got to get down into their life as to why it could be chemically it could be something but you've got to understand them and the effect to really be able to put yourself in a position of supporting which means you have to be open we are all different we do all not have the same chemicals uh, balances running through our body Um, we've just got to create this environment of care and the ability to just sit down be quiet and to listen and to think about our responses before we give them it's just that connection we're warm-blooded people there's lots of things that we do uh, in our lives where we can really feel you know the fun and the enjoyment of sharing this energy together by just talking being in each other's presence as much as we can feel the negativity there as well and really really do want to change it so we're really asking ourselves as human beings to just give somebody the opportunity to let them know they've got that opportunity um they say you know treat others as you would like treating yourselves um it's quite a straightforward statement really uh, and we never know mm-hmm. when we ourselves may need help um so it's not something that you really mandate it's something that's within our souls within our ability to put a hand out yes we can say that governments don't look after veterans but and we can and we can um Do anything we want to let the government know our disagreement but it doesn't stop us from physically helping Mm -hmm. a veteran it doesn't help us from helping helping someone in aged care we do not need a mandate for us to eat let's say in brackets more healthily we just need to take control of ourselves Um, Mm -hmm. we don't need to let people take our power away from us and we need to increase the ability Mm -hmm. If somebody's got a question, got a concern, that we have time for each other. And sometimes compassion can be crossed. You know, sometimes you might have to be harsh with your daughter, your son, uh, you know, have a little bit of attention in the family or something like that. But the purpose must be to not necessarily have an attack on the person, um, but to be there in some way or form that whatever energy you put in, you're trying to get some result from it. Uh, it's very easy when we speak like this, but we know the hurdles. And people are scratching their head and say, "Well, that sounds good." But it's basically what it boils down to: your sister, your brother, which may be bloodlines or not bloodlines. The person sat next to you in church or on the bus or in a cafe. Um, if something has been brought to you, just have the ears to listen. Um, if it's not in your league or something, then be very uh, polite or to say or to give some guidance that the person doesn't feel rejected, even though it mm-hmm. could be uncomfortable for them. Um, Because this segregation of people and having mandates that people agree with, don't agree with, it doesn't mean that we as humanity cannot discuss them in an open and fair way for the ability of us all and for us all to share. Um, so we don't need mandating necessarily on humanity things. We don't need training like in the inventory to filter out those that aren't quite performing, that, that don't quite have your ache, you know, we're humans and we just need to be exposed and to really feel it. I mean, I'm asking my job, you know, do you give to receive while well, you give to actually feel, you know, you give to feel like caring, mm-hmm. to give caring, you can feel caring. So you actually obtain in the giving. Um, it's just how we want to position ourselves as individuals and make choices for ourselves, and it comes down to that, really. How we fight a virus is a different is a different subject, but how we support each other through this cycle um, is very much within our own capabilities. Or a question we could ask ourselves.
0: Very much so. Very much so. And I'm 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 loving the conversation. I'm loving the like I said, you guys are very passionate, and you can hear it in every word. And it's also a blessing to know uh, that people are are listening. And I'm not going to take any any comments or anything because, like I said, this isn't about the political spectrum. This is an us spectrum, the humanity side, the the humane section of society. So if if you're not looking for a way to engage in this, because we need to, we must, in order to basically exist beyond this time and, and point in life, we have to do better. And that's just the nature of the beast. And I think everyone should be, everyone that's really ready to, to, to help should accept this challenge and, and take it as a challenge because it is. You know, the one thing I've learned in life is there's plenty of things I don't know. There's plenty of things I simply don't know. But I do know someone who does, and that's the one I need to engage with because obviously you didn't know the person like I did or know the person like I do, and don't know how to reach out and, and get that right answer. So that's not saying, you know, I'm somehow better. I just have basically access to a person who has the answer. And I think this is where we need to be in, in, a, in society and in a societal thinking because we can no longer go it alone. We never could. And, and you know, the, the false narrative that we can do it all by ourselves is just an outright lie. I mean, anything you know, somebody taught you. And if you say that's not the truth, then you're lying to yourself. Anyone that's uh, grown up in life has, can think back to a person, a time, a moment with a person, whether it be good or bad. And we either learn from that situation or we need it to to be, you know, smacked in the face to realize that we're not humble enough to learn what we need to learn. So it, when we're talking about this healthy society, a healthy mind, and basically de-escalating situations, Mark, you touched on it perfectly by saying it's okay to sit there and listen because I've learned in, in this day and age of, of uh, the Internet and society, on the Internet, it's basically just reading to respond. We're not mm. accessing where a person's coming from. And the one thing that's frightening is that basically we're taking our anger, we're taking our temper, and we're taking our frustration into a conversation And we don't seem to understand or fully uh, uh, engage in the understanding that we're engaging with another human being. We don't know where they've been throughout their day. We don't know where they've been throughout their month. Because a lot of times, like Mark said earlier, we're not engaging to even figure it out what's going on with them. All we want to do is vent, uh, say what we feel, and not respond to the repercussion of how they, they took it. Because if I'm already mad, and somebody says something that only frustrates me more, then my anger comes out before my wisdom. And uh, it, it, it's getting to the point now where we need, like, like like, Mark said, about having two ears and one mouth, sometimes we need to basically just listen to what we're about to say. And, and And it's not an easy thing in this current climate and time, but it must happen. And this is where personal accountability comes into play, and it can actually work so much better. For everyone's on everyone's behalf, if we do so. So, Eric, you know when you're talking to your brothers that are are on the cliff or on the edge of taking their own lives or doing something harmful to themselves or, or a family member, how do you basically bring them down to a conversation worth having? So that that can be
1: obviously an incredibly difficult difficult situation when it comes down when it comes to bringing somebody down and talking them off the cliff you really have to understand their mental state are they abusing some sort of substance at the time can we actually have a rational conversation right now but once you start to get through all of that by letting someone know that you truly understand where they're coming from, being fully transparent, letting them know your history. Hey, I've thought about killing myself too. I've been where you were. And you need to understand that, well, then this is what I talk to these veterans about, is that I am never trying to talk you into doing anything. I'm just trying to let you know that you're not alone if you don't want to be. And that doesn't mean that I'm trying to sit here and tell you how to fix everything. I might not be able to fix anything for you, but I will sit here in the darkness with you. I will sit here with you as long as you want me to sit here. And I don't care what demons you have. I'm bringing mine too. And we'll sit here together until you understand that you are worthy of being loved by somebody else. So we can then figure out how to get you out of this, to figure out what it is that gives you that passion again, because, again, so many of these veterans, you know, it's been ingrained into us to grit our teeth and carry on with the mission. Mm-hmm. And short-term wise, that's that's what you do. That's what you have to do. But long-term wise, is that sustainable? I don't know. It doesn't seem like it to me because a lot of these guys uh, that are dealing with these significant issues, you have a lot of Uh, in in this special operations community, you have a lot of these guys who were the creme de la creme, the top tier uh, ones that we all looked up to. And those are some of the guys that are having some of the worst problems because it's just not sustainable long-term. So by by being fully transparent, letting them know, I'm not trying to sell you on anything. I'm not trying to do anything. I'm just trying to sit here with you just to let you know that you're not here alone. And if you'll give me the time to sit here with you, When you're ready to talk, I will be here because not not even – it was right before Veterans Day. I received a phone call about a veteran who just kept telling all his family that he was going to go away soon. And he didn't have any money. He didn't have anything else. He just kept saying he was going to go away. And he made a, a point to have his family come to his parents' house so he could tell them all goodbye. And when his family saw that, they reached out. A friend reached out to me. I went out there, talked to him, and I just shot it straight with him. And after we spoke for a little bit, he understood my background. He understood that I knew where he was coming from, and I wasn't trying to sell him on anything. He agreed that he needed to check himself in. So we went to a hospital, and when we were standing in the waiting room before he checked in, he said to me, you know, I feel like you, you talked me into this. And it was about 11 o'clock at night, and I looked at him, and I said, then get in my car and let's leave right now. And he looked at me and he kind of took a step back. And he said, what do you mean? And I said, I don't want you to think that you're here for any other reason than the fact that you know you need to be here. And if you think that I tried to trick you into coming here to get some help, then let's go get something to eat, and I'll bring you right back home. And he looked at me, and then he kind of laughed it off and called me a jerk and some other expletive words. And he said, "Yeah, you know what? You're right. You're right. You know, because sometimes you just have to wake them up a little bit to make sure that they know that they have to take ownership of this too. And that can be a very difficult yeah. task, you know, in and of itself as well." Mark.
2: Yeah, I think KP, it's about igniting the feeling in uh, igniting the feeling that someone can visit, and I mean that can physically feel, those helpful words of drawing the attention or the mind to something else that someone can then feel. Sometimes you can say sentences like, what's are feeling then if that happens about your family? And that emotion, that connection, that change from just thinking about themselves to then those around them can be a trigger to transfer from there. Um, so it is about that. It is about that comfortability, isn't it? It is about, you know, it's a pleasure uh, that somebody would come to you and express themselves. It's uh, a feeling of value. It's a feeling of their comfort. It's a feeling of the environment that that you create. Uh, It's things that we can have ownership. And it's fantastic when you're out of your, let's say, comfort zone yourself uh, to maybe suggest or to provide some uh, Some other thought where the person can actually say oh that person really helped me they put me onto this person or they made me think about this or they said they would talk but it's not really you know they they really need uh, a, a little bit more time on that subject themselves it's that ability to to know that you can go to someone and who it is unfortunately in a lot of things a lot of people can believe even within their own families that others can't relate to this they wouldn't know what I've been through, right? They, mm-hmm. they necessarily don't need to know what you've been through. They need to actually physically feel the effect it's having on you on a person to move forward um, or to help. and right Support is not that you have every single answer. It's that you're prepared to support. You're mm-hmm. not prepared Very to true. see someone falling on the floor in the street and not help them up to their feet or to check if they're okay, or to call them an ambulance, or to, you know, just sit with them for 30 seconds. Um, It's about where we want to position ourselves, and by thinking about ourselves and thinking about how accessible we are to other people uh, is where I think it all starts from. We have direct people like doctors, nurses, etc. They're there for a particular reason. But generally, we have to go to them. So they're a very significant identity in our community that if you're sick or whatever, you go to that area. But it's about everything in between. It's about the normal life where you're too scared to go and talk to someone or you don't believe that someone can understand what you're saying. You know, I love it when you get two army people together because there's an instant respect. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. that respect in itself creates a uh connectivity there's oh he might or she might understand me right or she, or her and she might might know about the political issues around this so going, so it's about that engagement it's everything is about engagement and the ability to engage and the ability to prosper from engagement you know you can say the same thing about a healthy diet You know, if you engage Very in true. a healthy diet and sport and some wisdom you've got a chance to actually evaluate what a healthy diet can do for you. And whoever's helping you can also evaluate what that healthy diet did to you. It just needs that little bit of understanding that I can ask questions on this subject to help me make a decision that is either a direction I go in life or a choice I make one by one.
0: Very, very true. And uh, the the thing about a healthy diet is, is you're more prepared. To take on those circumstances and situations than for somebody who's basically at wit's end and still not getting the brain food to think through everything that's going to help them, and that's that goes back to the personal accountability. You know, I was I was basically getting my butt chewed out in, in a in a parking lot simply because I was uh, taking my mask off before I made it to my vehicle, and this is somebody that was standing there smoking. And I I was just kind of like, the the irony of it, it it, it kind of threw me off a little bit because I was like, are you serious? Right now, are you serious that, you know, you're smoking? I said, we're going to do tit for tat and how we go about addressing the health uh, and welfare of this nation, and you're smoking a cigarette while you're basically belittling me as you pull that uh, mask down to, to basically have that smoke. And that just kind of got me. I was like, uh, am I, am I, is this really happening? You know, have we gotten <laughs> so against each other as a society where this is somehow acceptable? It, it was just really something to see. And, and this is what I mean about the uh, the personal accountability side of it. Because, you know, with, without good health, what do we have? And, and, and we're more at risk. And it's been proven time and time again that we're more at risk for anything. You know, the, the, the common cold and you're more at risk just because you know your your diet is poor and your body is suffering because if it's at a disadvantage it only the disadvantage only increases as we go about our day-to-day lives and uh i i really i i want you guys to understand where i'm coming from with this because it seems like we're so busy casting blame or shade or whatever they call it on someone that we're no no longer holding ourselves accountable in any way. Basically, I want to vent. I want to rip somebody down, tear someone to shreds. But if the light fell on me, how clean would my house be? How mentally accessible am I when engaging with my fellow brothers and sisters on this planet? Who am I to say the things that I say without rebuttal? I don't understand how we're getting away from that understanding and somehow thinking it's okay to continuously do so. So without the personal accountability side of it, who are we? And, mm-hmm. and, and where are we sitting the direction or the narrative with our neighbors? Because, you know, social media, media of any kind has to basically get the ratings in order to keep engaging with society. And, you know, that's, right or whoever. But when you're talking about as as neighbors and and, and as as friends, as as family and as loved ones, you know, what are we doing to be accountable to everyone around us? Because I think we simply, we must do a better job of, of how we're engaging with each other. And a good diet, I know it sounds crazy, something as simple as a good diet can change the whole dynamic of what's going on. So, you know, how from a personal standpoint, I know, well, I knew, like, when, when this stuff started happening, especially when I saw the narrative that was being addressed and how it was being portrayed on the mainstream, is that we have to be a beacon of light. And I took it upon myself, you know, with, with the grace of God, to basically say I'm going to do better than what's being said. Because at some point we, we have to basically take that upon ourselves that's a burden I can live with because, you know, thank God for being in the military and understanding that somebody has to pull their weight. Even if everybody else doesn't want to, I want to get my, my brothers and sisters back alive and I'll hold that banner, and I'll take it upon myself to do so. So EW, I'll go with you on that one. And then we'll uh, see what what, what uh, Mark has been doing to hold the front down and hold the fort for his people and the, and the people closest to him. Well, the first thing that I have to do is I have to make sure that I am
1: uh, setting honestly. Also, because I, to take this to the other side, I had to realize the importance of setting boundaries for myself because I found that I was reaching so so far to try to help so many people that I my own health started to suffer, and it got to the point because for me, Kaylin, you see me in the morning, you see me first thing in the mm-hmm. morning because you and I are at the gym early because i think and i've never discussed this with you but i have to imagine you may agree there's something about doing something real tough first thing in the morning before Mm -hmm. you take on anything else for the day and there's nothing like going to the gym getting a good workout in walking outside the sun's just starting to rise and you already know you won you won that for the day and it sets you up for the rest of the day so by doing those things it helps myself stay grounded. It helps myself stay healthy. And then it just comes down to making sure that I'm maintaining that, that good line of communication with everybody in my life, just like Mark uh, said, you know, making sure that I'm listening to the people in my life. I, I've been I've fallen victim to not listening to my own wife when she's trying to tell me what's going on with her. You know, because I might not be in the right mental space to process it at the time. So by making sure Mm -hmm. that I'm setting myself up for success for the rest of the day, I think I can be there for the other people in my life. And just like on you know, I sent you a text on Thanksgiving. I just I I sent out a text to you and just said, Thank you for being who you are and being in my life because I try to make a point to do that to the people in my life just to make sure that I've reminded them who they are to me because sometimes people forget that and if i can at least empower you or give you something that makes you feel better about yourself for the day tell me that's not magic and it's literally just a couple of words i literally just told you how i truly felt about you and if that makes you feel a little bit better about yourself i mean how incredible is that and and it's not very labor-intensive so again just by maintaining that good positive communication with the people in your life in a very genuine way, uh, that that's how you, that's how you help
0: pick those up around you in my opinion. Mark.
2: Yeah, I think it's about it. uh, Of course, everything starts with, with ourselves because, you know, and from a feeling of what makes us happy, what, what do we feel comfortable doing? Um, I can find myself often work extremely long days. And then recently, a few months ago, I just hit a brick wall because I wasn't looking after myself enough. So there's a balance in that. Um, You know, if people are leaning on the tree, then you better look after your own roots, they say, so you can keep everybody up. Um, It's about where you as an individual want to be and what makes you happy, what influences this happiness and this feel goodness. You know, and if you like to lay bricks, Go and do that. Um, But then don't complain about someone who wants to be a grocery store member. Everybody finding what makes them happy because the more that we're all individually happy, we can share. But there are learnings, uh, dark places, uh, incidences that really give us that tummy hurt, you know, that that bleeding of emotions. Uh, They're very learning times as well, unfortunately, is what makes us stronger. It's that ability that... Yeah, you know if you don't know don't speak if you do know offer offer it in the very way that is That, that is relevant to the case or the situation you're in um, It all starts with us. It starts with us looking after ourselves. You know, we just mentioned uh, You know healthy diet. What does it mean to us? How do we feel as a result of that? What is it we need? Um, this whole time does open up avenues that you could say well, Hey, should we as a community be looking more at a healthy diet? Should we be looking at more support for people uh, in let's say dementia areas, uh, health, this and that and the other? How, how should we change our ed- education based on our current findings and experiences that we've just been through? It's that flexibility to really utilize how clever we bloody are with this body that we have that um, at the end of the day that's the measurement of how do we feel we have achieved and how does that make us happy um, and rewarded for our own self acknowledgement for ourselves, which isn't a bad thing um, because everybody else feels a smile you know bloody hell what's he smiling at you know Um everybody notices positivity Um and I think mm-hmm. we should just yeah One want to start from ourselves so that we're in a great position to be able to support others uh, and to choose things that make us feel happy without any judgment. Um, I'm very different to my wife. Um, I wouldn't do half the things she would want to do. How she gets satisfaction out of that, I have no no knowledge. Jumping out of aircrafts and that, it's not my kettle of fish, right? But (laughs) what other people like to do, you can understand in a conversation why they want to do that. Why then it becomes boring for them after a while? They've got to do something even more stupid, okay, in my eyes. So it's just that acceptance and understanding that we're different, but we all have qualities that merge together, are as strong as anything. Everything we've been through in life to date was about how us humans reacted to it, what our thoughts and emotions were about that, and most especially what we learned from it. Um, We do have a lot of things for deterrence, We have a lot of things to try and encourage. We have a lot of things to dictate. There has to be a balance there, that what is the purpose of this and how do we position ourselves um, to help our community and to stop just talking and wishing, but to see some type of progress going forward.
0: Amen to that. Amen to that. It it, it doesn't take much. And I remember they used to have this uh, T-shirt we were wearing one time. And the the T-shirt said, it starts with me. And it was uh, part of our Boy Scouts, just going back when we had a much more positive outlook for society and ourselves as a whole. And I think it goes with that understanding that when we look at each other, we're seeing a part of ourselves in someone else. And I think that's what uh, this new medium of social, and I call it anti-social sometimes, media where we don't have to look each other in the eye. And basically, we can say what we want without the fear of rebuttal. And then we seem to be shocked when rebuttal happens, and it's not to our liking. But with, a, uh, with the whole, whole dynamic of being around each other and communicating, we have to look that person in the eye and know that we're talking to another human being. Because I think we've been so disengaging in society that we're losing the value of humanity, and and that's, that's frightening in itself. And in times like this of stress and struggle, well, like Eric said, we could come together in in one understanding that this has to change. Now everybody's kind of running their own way because they want to be their own leader without the understanding of the responsibility and the maturity that comes with leadership. It, it's not for the faint of heart. And what's frightening to me is I, I, I've seen time and time again, with this thing they call influencers, and they finally feel the pressure of being watched, of being seen during the good times and the bad, and they're taking their lives. And I said, then how can they be an influencer if they Mm -hmm. don't even know what to be prepared for in life and society? What what dictates us to follow them when they don't even know where they're going? And Mm -hmm. somehow they become the forefront, and I can't call them leaders because obviously they've taken on the mantle of leadership, but they've been found wanting. And in the process of understanding I'm not who I thought I was, they're doing the very thing that we're looking them, to them to do is lead us and keep us from wanting to take our own lives. But for some reason, they, they feel that pressure and they're stepping away from their own safety by their own hands. So, you know, when, when we are not being outspoken, when we are not boldly doing and trained to do, then we are failing the nation much more than they are because they don't know. The problem with us mm-hmm. is many able to do so, but we're not willing to come together and have an understanding of truth instead of what I believe or my opinion of the situation or this is how I feel. That's that's one of the most frightening things I I hear in a conversation is how you feel. It doesn't matter what you feel in a time of death. It's still still coming. And yet we Mm -hmm. seem to say, well, because I don't believe I'm going to die, it's not going to happen. That's almost laughable. I, I remember a guy I was begging and pleading to when I was in the Middle East, and I was begging with him, you know, don't go, even though I knew this is the outcome because of the wounds that he had. And it it just hurt like you can't imagine. But I was hoping in some way, shape, or form that I could somehow convince him to hold on for that next uh, 10 minutes for the evac to get there. You know, that doesn't change anything. And it hurt like the devil when you see the light leave their eyes. But that's mm-hmm. society, and that's an understanding of truth. I, I can sit there and go crazy and say he didn't die, and some part of him stayed in my mind. But that's not reality, and I think that's what we're doing in this land of make-believe that we've created in the social media and sometimes even uh, mainstream media where we're we're more following Hollywood than we are society, and we're more politically on a side instead of engaging with our neighbors. At some point, Mm. that that personal accountability has to take the forefront, and and I, I, for one, will raise my hand and take that banner up. I don't know how you guys feel. I'd love to hear about it before we end this show.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, and the one thing that you, you just brought up, which kind of resonated with me, was that, like you said, the things that Hollywood is, is always perpetuating and pushing out there as far as their agendas. And the most ironic thing about that is, when you think of, like, the most successful blockbusters in history, or you think about, uh, like, the Lord of the Rings movie or Star mm-hmm. Wars, or, or or any of that, or any good sports movie, anything. Like, every single one of those movies is more or less around the same idea that you're taking a group of people that all come from different backgrounds that are very mm-hmm. different, that, that, are, are that fight initially, and they have all these problems that almost tear them apart, and then they somehow figure out that their differences make them stronger and allow them to work together to the to the degree that they can defeat this insurmountable uh, 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 force. And so it's like we see all those movies. They're very successful. I have to imagine a lot of people like them. I enjoy them because we love that idea. That we can truly do that. So it's always so ironic to see that those are the movies that are so successful. Yet when you take the makeup off, all of a sudden these differences that we have, uh, we we turn against each other because of those things. Mm-hmm. So that it, it's it's very it's I, I just think it's innate in all of us to understand and, and appreciate that differences are what make us stronger and that will make us better and to accomplish these goals that we have to accomplish as far as uh finding the humanity again it comes down to not realizing that we all are the same as much as it is us realizing that we are different and that's good and we need to use that but that that's that's um you know that's just my opinion
2: mark yes um Yeah, I often use the analogy, you know, you look at all the variety of sports that people engage with, uh, get find an interest in. You have teams that have got multiple people, all with different strengths, uh, strengths, body sizes. You treat them all differently. Uh, We talk about man management nowadays uh, in a... How's your how's your parents? How's your home life? You know, you only ask that when you know the person and their acceptance to that. You look at a golfer, it's just him and his caddy. It's about that engagement, that relationship, how well you get along together for what the outcome or the desire of need is there. Um, it's more to look at not blaming or negative on people, even people where we don't like or dislike. We have to be prepared for change, and change is about our positioning. Uh, openness to what somebody's feeling whether we think that feeling is wrong or not that's what people measure themselves by is how they're feeling how this is gone to their cognitive uh, presence we can't say it's wrong and that it has no relevance because that's the starting point it's about acknowledging everybody for their strengths and whilst something let's say naturally I might not be good at uh, basketball for instance I'm not going to Take on a six foot six bloke who can jump at the hoop. I can't even get bloody three quarters the way up. Doesn't mean I can't play basketball. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just not challenging him. Coach, don't put me on him. You're a nutter. Uh, So it's how do we contribute? What interests us? How we position ourselves? How we're open? How we're just bloody well there? You know, instead of turning away and walking away and saying, oh, that's just a load of rubbish. You know, um, Judging books by their covers instead of, you know, reading parts of the story and what's really trying to be told here. Uh, We all market for engagements. There's people who we call influencers because there's some part of what they're saying uh, just resonates with us at our particular time in life. The rest of it I'm not particularly interested in, someone could say. It's about finding those incremental things that just help us move forward and keep supporting us, things that we can underpin So that if these events ever happen again, we've got the experience. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm sure in speaking, you know, with two people here, uh, fellow army people, you know, you do things often enough that that when you're told, you just do. Um, Yes. I think that's Mm -hmm. all about the learning. That's all about the experience, the feeling that that gave you. Yes, I can do. Yes, I will do. Yes, you next to me have a value. I know my role to you. You know my role to me It creates confidence. It it creates the ability to go forward and when you've got to go back you call it back Uh, It's about those experiences and allowing people to just speak and learn and to gather information And to digest that to come back uh, And say how it went what their feelings how they've moved because if unless we get that mechanism within us how do we face the next challenge that comes? It's a completely different one than what our experience is. We have to learn that mechanism of, well, last time I had an issue, I went and spoke to, I actually went and spoke to someone. It's not the same appropriate person I don't speak this time though I might ask them we'll or share with them, but I might need to now engage somebody else. Um, it's about understanding our needs and not being shy and understanding the needs of others, To not ridicule them but to put ourselves in a position of support and if we're not in a position of support to know that we're better off stepping back looking at ourselves considering what we need to do before we step back in something Um, it's about not being shy and not being free and not ridiculing people because they don't share the same belief or goal as us or they don't want to do the same thing as us it's about accepting each other is different But collectively, together, we all have underpinning skills that can help. So don't let something you're not interested in, you know, or uh, blurred your vision of somebody that might have another quality that you might seek at some point in time.
0: Amen to that. Well, guys, thank you so much for being on the show. And uh, I've truly enjoyed this. We need more positive speak. We need more positive communication. And we need more positive people to do both. And I, I, thank, I thank God for both of you, because I, I know, like I said, I, I speak to your passion because I know you both, and I'm, I'm very honored to, to engage with you in, in ways that I know where you're looking beyond yourself, because I think that's sorely needed in this day. And personal accountability does humble you when you realize that you yourself need to work on you yourself before you start working on anyone else in your circle. So uh
1: any last thoughts before we end the show? Eric, no, I just I really appreciate the fact that, that that you do this and I always appreciate the message that you're putting out there. Uh the only last thought that I really have is again, you know, reach out to those people that are in your lives that that are in your lives that you care about and sometimes you just need to remind them that you care about them, which is as simple as saying, "Hey, I was thinking about you and I just want you to know that" And then you just say whatever it is about them that you appreciate because those are the little things that can have incredibly big effects on other people, and and that's all part of what we're all trying to do here. So just trying to do that, take a step back, not try to get overly emotional when you hear something that you may not agree with. And then I definitely agree with what Mark said about just working at being a better listener.
0: Amen. Mark?
2: Yeah, I think uh echo that I would like to like we're speaking about veteran health and all that thing, I'd like to, you know, t- pay particular attention um and to say this about, you know, if people have a parent, a grandmother or anyone in like hospital or aged care uh homes, etc. uh natural thing is yes, we go and see Nan or Mom on the weekend. Um, if there's segregation Really, really just, you know, please, please stay in, stay in contact with them because it is such a hard time for them. It makes me emotional now because I work with it and I see it. Know that there's phones, computers. You can stay in touch without physically being there. And what that physically means for the recipient to listen to their son, daughter, granddaughter, um, it's health. When you see there someone you receive that that word, the sound of your voice that they know. Even people with dementia can pick up on the sound of somebody's voice and relate to it. Um, even the sound and the tone. How this really impacts on their life, just knowing that you're there and you care. It's as good as most medicines, just to know that you are there and that you care.
0: I, I can't figure out a better way to end the show than that, so I'll just leave the... Uh... Leave it with that. Guys, thanks so much. Uh, Dez, I hope we did you justice, even though you are not here. Uh, guys, again, thank you so much for everything, and uh, God bless you. I mean, I, I'm really happy to know you, and I thank God for you. And uh, I hope all goes well with each and every one of us, that we can still be uh, the children of society, the children of hope, and the children of understanding, because it seems it's, it's sorely needed and we need to step up. So thanks again, guys, and have a very blessed rest of your day and life because uh, we all need to hang in there. It's not We ain't done yet, and I ain't giving up without a fight. So, guys, thanks so much. And like Des always says, your body is a temple, so let's build it.